The reason I'm so passionate about this uh, is that I find that most pricing decisions are made from fear rather than a place of confidence. And I know from having prepared for this talk by talking with Andrew that I'm in a room of, of experts, uh, best in class, veteran class businesses. This isn't the middle of the pack, or certainly not the bottom feeders. You're the best, the best in what you do. And if anyone deserves to operate from a place of confidence with pricing, it's the folks in this room. But in my experience, the overwhelming emotional state when we dive into pricing conversations with business owners of every flavor, no matter what they sell and you sell to, is, is fear and not feeling confident. We're mostly pricing not to lose volume rather than pricing to win. And this fires me up because I believe that if you're excellent at what you do, if you deliver excellence to your customers with your products, then you ought to be paid like you're excellent. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. This is Andy. Welcome to episode 121 of the Sprinkler Nerd Show where I encourage you to push the limits of what you think you may already know. I encourage you to think outside the start time and inspire you to unthink and relearn by giving you a mashup of technology, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship. And today, on today's show, I have a recorded presentation on a very important topic. I'm saying that with my sincerest trusting voice. I'm actually serious, though. A very important topic that, according to the speaker you're going to hear from, Casey Brown, this topic typically gets the least amount of attention in most businesses. Are you ready? And the topic for today... Pricing. Does that sound boring or what? Seriously, fluck no. <laughs> Fluck no, flock no. Just wait. I'm going to give you all the cliff notes. So you don't even have to listen to this entire episode. I encourage you to listen to it. But I am going to give you some cheat sheets, some notes right now to think about for your business, whether you own the business or the business that you work in, because pricing affects all businesses and all aspects of the business and has a trickle down effect to even the families of employees that work for businesses, okay? So before I give you the cliff notes, I want to have just a quick, I want to give you a quick maybe audio quality disclaimer because I recorded the audio that you're going to hear today on my iPhone back in March while I was attending the e-commerce fuel live conference in San Diego uh, e-commerce fuel, which is ecommercefuel.com is an owner's group for seven, eight figure. And I think there's even a few nine figure business owners in the e-commerce world. Lots of big wigs, big shots that started companies from nothing and grew them to tens of millions of dollars. And the audio is okay. I'm not going to say that it's good or great, but I think it's okay enough for me to, for me to deliver, you know, a message for you and for you to pick up a few gold nuggets that Casey is going to lay down, or should I say, 
Casey's going to sprinkle some gold for you guys, some pricing gold. So before we go, before we get into this, I am going to just share my important takeaways. Again, these were notes that I made while I was in the audience. I just took my iPhone. I set it on the table and recorded the presentation. I didn't record all presentations. I don't know why I chose this one, but I'm glad I did because now I can share it with you. And so these following notes are things for you to consider. And if you want to stop listening to the episode after I share these with you, go ahead and then just think about these things as it relates to pricing. Okay. So number one, when it comes to pricing, are you in the driver's seat or do your customers have all the power or do your competitors have all the power? Number two, we get stuck on the hamster wheel of sell, grow, sell, grow, sell, grow, bigger, more, faster, sell, grow. And before you know it, your business could be 50% bigger with more headaches, more stress, but you're really not making any more money. And that's the hamster wheel, sell and grow, sell and grow. Number three, how much volume would you lose right now if you added 5% to your next project, your next bid, your next sale, or to the price of your products in general? How much volume would you lose if you added 5%, okay? And Casey's gonna talk about this. What if you only added 2%? How much would you lose if you only added a 2% price increase? What about just 1%? How much would you lose if you only added 1% price increase to your next project? Casey says there is no greater impact on profitability than pricing. Most of us think we got to go squeeze the supplier. If you're a contractor, I got to go squeeze my supplier so that I can become more profitable. And if you squeezed your supplier for, let's just say, $1,000, how much easier would it have been for you to just go increase your price by $1,000? Think about that. Casey says that pricing is a pulley for your business, right? We all know that pulley is about leverage. So if a pulley is for your business, a tiny price change, a tiny price increase is a huge profit change. And they're not, they do not scale one-to-one, -one, which I'm going to share with you in just a moment. So here are the nuggets to kind of make your head spin. If you were to consider that, we're just going to use this as a basis number. If a business made 15% net profit, net, leftover, take home 15%, that means if they had sales of $100, $85 goes out the door, they keep 15. That's 15% net profit. Okay. This is going to blow your mind. You're going to hear it from Casey, but I wanted to share it with you first in case you don't listen to the rest of the episode. Again, a 1% price increase would equal 7% increase in profit. You can do your own math. You can listen to it on this episode. 1% increase is a 7% increase in profit if you have just 15% net profit, all right? 2%, a 2% price increase is 13% increase in profit. So if you had a $100 item for sale and you added two bucks, that will give you 13% increase in profit for doing nothing. Just increase the price, no extra work, okay? What about a 5%? This one's gonna blow your mind. 5% price increase 
is a 33% increase in profit. Again, these are based off of making 15% net profit. Some businesses make more, some businesses make less. You can do the math based on your own profitability, but by increasing your top line just a little bit, increasing your price, adding some value, getting creative on how to do that is the number one thing you can do to increase your profitability. You're gonna hear it from Casey in just a moment and her final, it's not her final, my final item on this list, which I really love and I think you guys should take it to heart because in every business, this, this seems to be a, a very common pattern uh, and especially when owners get together and they start talking. Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. And I experience this regularly. You get in a room with a bunch of entrepreneurs, a bunch of business owners, and they say, how big is your business? What kind of revenue do you have? How many employees do you have? When none of that actually matters. It doesn't matter. What matters, what we should be asking is, how much profit are you making and how are you doing it? Wow, how are you making 20% net profit on a million dollars and you only have one employee? Tell me how you do that. So remember that. Revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. So without further ado, I present to you Casey Brown presenting on pricing. I have a very uh, deep well of passion for this topic. Uh, I think it is one of the most important and interesting and exciting parts of business. A lot of people don't necessarily agree with me. They, um, you know, they think about the econ textbook, uh, supply demand curve. If you look at that kind of relationship that we were all taught in, in economics, it's this very mathematical, uh, sort of sanitized relationship. If you raise prices, you lose volume. If you lower prices, you gain volume, and it looks like easy on paper. But in the real world, it's far less uh, black and white than that. It's far more gray, it's far more nuanced. There's a lot more emotion that's involved in pricing. Um, I find in the real world, pricing is a little bit more like poker, right? Everybody's trying to you know, evaluate the strength of their hand versus who's buying or selling um, against them. And, and I know that um, speaking in a, an environment where you sell online, you're not necessarily doing a lot of negotiating with customers, but you have to negotiate with buyers. And, or uh, with your, your suppliers. And so what I find is in a negotiated sale, uh, everybody's bluffing, everybody's trying to hide the truth. Sellers are trying to hide how little they're willing to accept, buyers are trying to hide how much they're willing to pay. And so there's this there's this bluffing game going on, there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of fear. Uh, pricing is mysterious, it's, it's, uh, it's nuanced, it's sexy. I don't know, maybe you're not fired up about it like I am, that's okay. I brought enough enthusiasm for us all this morning. If you're like, I'm kind of medium on the topic of pricing, no worry, we're going to Pricing Church, I brought enough enthusiasm for us all. The reason I'm so passionate about this uh, is that I find that most pricing decisions are made from fear, rather than a place of confidence. And I know from how you prepared for this talk by talking with Andrew, that I'm in a room of, of experts. Uh, best-in-class, better-in-class businesses. This isn't the middle of the pack, or certainly not the bottom feeders. You're the best, the best in what you do. Uh, and if anyone deserves to operate from a place of confidence with pricing, it's the folks in this room. But in my experience, the overwhelming emotional state when we dive into pricing conversations with business owners of every flavor, no matter what they sell and you sell to, is, is fear. And, and not feeling confident. We're mostly pricing 
not to lose volume rather than pricing to win. And this fires me up because I believe that if you're excellent at what you do, if you deliver excellence to your customers with your products, then you ought to be paid like you're excellent. Not like you're good and certainly not like you're mediocre. And I find that companies are chronically underpricing, at least in some areas of the business. But there are some things you sell, some products to some customers on some opportunities. Your pricing is exactly right, it's out exactly where it needs to be. Have the customer say yes to win the business. You're as profitable as you can be in the face of market competition, customer pressure, all the things. But if any of your customers, any of your products, any of your opportunities, any nooks and crannies in your business is less than it could be, if they would pay you more, then you're accepting mediocre pay for excellent work. I can't divide it because I know what it takes to deliver excellence. I know how hard that is to produce day in, day out, day in, day out. It takes hard work, passion, dedication, commitment, years of building expertise, risk-taking, long hours, creativity, building customer trust and relationships. Competition does not compete with you on quality, service, excellence. You do not need to compete with them on price. This is what gives me the fire in the belly to get on a plane, fly across the country away from my kids to spend the, the day with you today. Is accepting mediocre pay for excellent work is unjust. Not just for those of you sitting in this room, but for every single person that works for you, every single person that depends on you, because it's robbing you of your resources. Resources that are rightfully yours. Resources that you earn every day with your hard work and your quality and your excellence and your expertise. Resources that you've already earned, that you can pour back into your business to grow, to innovate, to add new lines of business, to uh, make an acquisition, to hire more team members, to pay yourselves and your people better. On this last topic, now we're talking about paychecks. We're talking about people's families and communities impacted. There's a huge ripple effect. It's not just about dollars and cents. For sure, we're going to talk about the dollars and cents, but that's not enough to put me on the road. This is my kids. I stare in the eyes of entrepreneurs every day who pour their hearts out for excellence, for an exquisite customer experience, for enormous quality, and see that go under-rewarded. All right, so that's my jam. That's what I do. That's why I do it. I believe passionately in it, and I believe that there are, in every business in this room, and you can tell me after I'm done if you think I was wrong, there are unexercised pockets of pricing opportunity in your business. And what an extraordinary difference that makes in your profitability. Okay, so I want to ask a couple of background questions before we get into this. Now, there is a giant QR code on the screen, but uh, in case some of you in the back are not um, able to get that to register on your phones, uh, in the app, in this session's app, there is a link. You can click it. It'll take you to Poll Everywhere. Um, another option is to go to uh, polev, e is in Edward, v is in Victor, polev.com forward slash boost pricing. I'll give you all a second. And if, if, if you don't get in, it's not the end of the world. There's no, uh, you know, there's no like trick or boat or anything. I mean, it's not, my game. I'm not doing a giveaway. I just want to get some data from you about your starting point in your business. Um, I was really interested in, in something Andrew said in his introduction that even as you've raised prices over the past couple of years, inflation doing what it's doing, that there's a lot of businesses experience uh, compression. We're not necessarily gaining margin at best, maybe we're staying margin neutral. Some of us are, are feeling the squeeze. So I, I like to ask a couple questions at the beginning just to get a sense for 
where you are right now. Everybody in or approximately in? So first question's uh, easy. You guys are already answering it. I just want to make sure our technology is working. Okay, <clears throat> our technology is working. We got folks pouring in. Uh, my first question about pricing. How strategic do you believe you are in your business, in your pricing, decision making, your tactics, your strategies? How thoughtfully and strategically and intentionally and rigorously do you believe you and your teams manage your pricing performance? Uh, how much pricing power do you feel like you have with your customers? With your customers, uh, relative to your competition, how much pricing power do you have? In other words, like, oh, another way to phrase this is, who's in the driver's seat with price? Do you feel like you're in your own driver's seat? Or does your customer have all the power? Or do competitors have all the power? Or if you have some, how much do you have? So none, a little, some, a lot. Like, where, where are you? And I recognize we have a, a huge diversity of businesses in here, and some of you are operating in a, a much more competitive and commoditized space than others of you, so that, that's probably reflecting here in some of our variation, but go ahead and get your votes in on this. Very good. Uh, how much sales volume do you believe you would lose if you raised prices by 5%? You have a dollar item that goes to $1.5. You have a $100 item that goes to $105. You have a $10,000 order that goes to $10,500. How much sales volume do you think you would lose? I'm going to go ahead and capture the results of another still formula. Uh, that formally concludes my presentation. Just go raise prices by 5%. Holy mackerel! Easiest money I ever earned. <laughs> okay, well, this is going to be fun. All right. What about a 2% price increase? Dollar goes to dollar two, $100 goes to $102, a $10,000 mega order goes to $10,100. Right? Last one, 1%. Dollar one, $101, $10,100. Million, $100,000. Um, some of you are losing more at 1% than you are at 2. Okay, alright. See me after. I took four semesters of calculus and pursued my engineering degree. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. So let's dive into this. Why pricing? Why is this so important? Why have I dedicated myself to this pursuit? Why do I think it's sexy and mysterious? Um, there's no greater impact on profitability than pricing. Not right? It's a pulley for your business. Pulley works on the principle of mechanical advantage. A small uh, force less a large weight. Pricing is the same way. Tiny price change looks a huge profit change. X percent increase in your pricing has a bigger impact on your profitability than X percent increase in your sales volume or X percent reduction in your expenses. Now, uh, I'm not saying don't do all those things. Do all those things. But in my experience, companies are very, 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 very focused on volume and growth. Very, very focused on operational excellence and, and securement and saving on our expenses, and far less strategic on pricing. Right? Other than, I think, 12% of you that says you're very already, it's probably getting the least amount of your focus and attention compared to those other two areas. We have both feet on the gas pedal trying to grow sales volume. We are hyper focused on growth, and I love growth, by the way. We can do both. We can grow and grow margins for better pricing at the same time through very surgical strategic application of the principles we're going to talk about. But I'm not anti-growth. That's why I don't agree with the supply-demand curve. And there was a member of this group that 
we were emailing back and forth about why I called the Advanced Herbal Lock. I wrote a blog about it, so, so fired up about it. If you want to know about that, you can check out my blog. I am for growth, but we already have a lot of focus on that. We have sales meetings, sales initiatives, sales programs, sales leaders, sales dashboards, sales everything. We dive into that data every day, we love it, we're obsessed with it. Same on the operational side of our business, we're always watching every penny on cost. We're trying to be as efficient and effective as we can be. Let's do this. I have a question for you here. Um, if you have meetings in your company uh, regularly about sales, sales strategy, growth, raise your hands. If you talk about that in the company, talk about, about sales, growth, and strategy. Good. Okay. If you have operational focus, like fulfillment, delivery, operations meetings in your company uh, regularly about that strategy and how to be more effective and efficient and, and, and uh, excellent in that arena. Raise your hands if you talk about that. Okay. Good. Raise your hands if you are having regular strategic pricing meetings. Couple hands, couple people are like, what does she mean by strategic? Right, thank you. Okay, let's, let me just say, I'm gonna say 80 plus percent of the hands went up for sales meetings and operations meetings, and about seven hands went up about strategic pricing and price management. Now, I am certain, you think about the talk about pricing, I'm certain you think about the talk about margins, I'm not suggesting you're ignoring this, but it is getting the least amount of focus and attention in most businesses. Give it, you know, have, look, some of you that raised your hands, great, you know, when I asked if you're meeting about this, great, congratulations. The rest of you, throw yourselves a bone and have a strategic pricing meeting in 2023. Have two. Under the adage of what gets measured gets done, the very fact of shining a light on this changes our behavior. Changes our decisions. Changes our results. Let's dive into this fully effective pricing a little bit here. And I got some uh, numbers from Andrew ahead of time about sort of average margins, and I'm sure that we've got some very, very skinny margin companies in here because of the nature of what we sell and we sell to, and maybe some very, very healthy margin companies. So I don't know if this is gonna be exactly your, your uh, uh, financial statement, but um, regardless of what your bottom line is, you'll be able to follow along and translate this into your role. But an average uh, bottom line profitability uh, for a company in this room could be in the neighborhood of 15%. So I'm gonna use a, a P&L, a financial statement, profit loss statement to illustrate why this is so important. But don't stress if you're not a numbers person, the world's simplest P&L. For every dollar that your customers give you for the products that you provide, 85 cents is going back out. And that's certainly the direct cost of the, of the product itself, but also all the overhead costs, all the you know um, marketing dollars that you spend and the money you pay your accountant and the insurance and all that kind of stuff, right? And we keep 15 cents at the end of the day. So we're skipping right over gross margin going all the way to the bottom line. Every single person in your team can understand this. This is the world's simplest P&L. What happens if we're able to get just 1% more on the products we sell, which 97% of you just got done telling me you could do without any sales volume costs, or virtually none. Before I taught you one thing about it, it was better, by the way. Let's take a look. Revenue goes to dollar one. How much more costly is it for us to fulfill products with a price increase? None, zero, right? So it's still 85 cents, or a penny drops down on top of our 15 pennies, 15 cents turn into 16 cents, which is a 7% change to profitability. 7% from just 1%, which virtually everyone in this room said you could do and lose virtually no sales volume. 
couple things I want to say about this slide that I think are really important. First, I hear all the time from business owners, from business leaders, from sales uh, strategists, from sales leaders, from frontline folks, a really dangerous narrative when we're making pricing decisions. We say things like, it's just one or two percent. It's just a dollar on a hundred dollar skew. It's a, you know, if this is a $10,000 customer, it's only a hundred dollars. It's only grounding it. But it isn't one or two percent. It's seven or fourteen percent of your profitability is there. <coughs> Every single percentage point of price has to be guarded like a mountain of gold because that's what it represents on the bottom line. It's not small potatoes, it's the whole enchilada. We have to guard every single, we can never, ever, ever be cavalier about a percentage point of price, about a half a percentage point of price. That's the second thing I want to say about this slide. Sometimes talking to teams about, you know, can you get more, can you raise prices, but, oh gosh, Casey, you don't understand how competitive the commoditized my industry. Uh, if we did a 5 or 10% price increase, we could, we could really decimate it itself. A few of you guys told me that. How do do 5 or 10%? Do one. Do a half. Do an eighth. It costs no additional cost. And it all drops to the bottom line. What about where we can get five? Which two thirds of the room said you could do? With virtually no volume loss? Revenue goes to dollar five. We know it's 85 cents, which means our 15 cents turned into 20 cents, which is a 33% change to your bottom line. A third more profit. Is 33% a sexy number to anybody in this room? Does it? It is very sexy to me. If this does not fire you up, you might want to get a little more coffee in your system because you're you're like asleep at the switch here. This is a massive deal. Now, I said before, you guys' starting points are in a different place, right? Some of you have, you know, half as much profit or twice as much profit as the starting point. There's not a one of you, not a single person in this room where five percent does not dramatically change your profit picture. And two thirds of you say you can do this today. So this is terrific with this fully effect where tiny, priceless, large amount of profit. It's great when we're going up. It's serious when we are conceding price, when we're running promotion sales discounts. I'm not saying there's no room in business for that, there is. Let's be very strategic, very strategic about those as well. Shine a light on our decision making and make sure that really makes sense. Do I have to do this discount in this business? Does it have to be that big? We have to ask ourselves some hard questions because let's look at what happens to profitability. <coughs> revenue with, oh, it's just 5% costs, we're going to make it up in volume. Uh, our revenue goes to 95 cents. Um, how much cheaper is it for us to fulfill for customers with a discount? None. So that's still 85 cents. Our ten, uh, 15 cents go to 10, which is a third of our profit. A third of our profit on the bottom line just got gutted from a 5% price increase. I said before, companies are almost uh, unilaterally focused on sales volume and growth. And growing and growing and growing. Uh, which I am for. But if you were to try to drive a 33% change to your bottom line through sales volume growth alone, you know how much more you have to sell? So much more. <laughs> And then you gotta do all the fulfillment of that and chase all that stuff to make sure it shows up on time. All, you know, you can't deal with the cost of service around customer complaints, concerns. 
I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying think about it. Because it's hard. And do you know how many extra orders you have to ship with a price increase? Zero. Do you know how many extra customer service phone calls you have to deal with with a price increase? Zero. How many extra returns, warranties, all the things? Zero. Now do both, sure, but like we're already spending this much of our time on growth. Spend this much of our time being more strategic and intentional about our pricing. We'll revolutionize our bottom line. Second thing I want to say about this one, you guys know this as the business owners, as the business leaders, that what's going on in this top line here, that's not what determines whether you're positioned to reinvest in your business. You don't make investment decisions because of what's going on in the top line. You don't decide you can afford to branch out into a new product line or um, overhaul your website or uh, invest in more inventory or hire another person. None of those decisions are made because of what's going on at the top line. Those are all made based on that pool of funds that are left over. We aren't grabbing one or two or five percent of the future and sustainability of our, our business when we underprice. We're rubbing seven or fourteen or thirty-three percent of the profit of our business when we underprice, which is rubbing thirty-three percent of our funding pool, our ability to grow, sustain, thrive. Revenue is for vanity. Profit is for sanity. We've got to focus on pricing. Now, the last thing I want to say about this sort of world simplest P&L conversation we're having right now, and it's probably the most important thing I've said so far. I am 100% clear that I'm blowing zero people's minds with this map. Not one person is sitting here saying, wait a second. 15 plus 5 is 20. Cool. I'll be right back. I gotta go raise my price. No, nobody's doing that. You all know the power of 1%. You've seen other speakers talk about the power of 1%. Some of you have led training sessions for your team where you show them how impactful the power of 1% is. It's not about knowing the math, it's about living the math. Every single day, every single product, every single customer opportunity, every single time. Are we consistently excellent at this? You guys already told me there's not room for opportunity, so you don't have to answer out loud, but search your soul. Are you consistently excellent across the entire portfolio of products that you sell, the customers that you sell them to, that you are maximizing every single percent, every single half a percent, every single eighth of a percent, when you make discount decisions, promotional decisions, sales decisions? Are you looking at with surgical and strategic precision that this is the right discount to offer. Because if not, enormous amounts of our profit are walking out our door. This isn't a math exercise. This is about knowing math. This is a gut exercise. This is a, a visceral gut check that your quality, your service, your excellence is walking out the door and sitting in your customer's bank account because you're so busy trying to grow and trying to ensure fulfillment excellence, that the thing that's getting squeezed, the thing that's getting the least attention is a strategic focus on making sure you're getting paid off. Most pricing decisions are made uh, from fear, as I said, which is the first picture here. But the other thing that happens is inattention. Inattention, and I'm not suggesting you don't think about it and talk about it, I know you do. But in the tyranny of the urgent, 
of everything else going on in your business. And I know the supply chain challenges that you and the rest of the world have faced over the past couple years, it's harder to get everything done than you used to get done a lot easier. But the thing that is getting the least amount of focus and attention is being very strategic with pricing. And I do not want the reason you do not make 7, 14, or 33% more, or whatever your math is, because of inattention, lack of focus, lack of rigor, lack of, lack of discipline. Because I know where that discipline and focus is. It's not like you're, you're sitting around at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with nothing to do. You're focused on your customers. You're focused on innovation. You're focused on your products. You're focused on sales. You're focused on growth. You're focused on fulfillment. My experience with pricing, specifically with best-in-class and better-in-class companies, there is, a, there is a little bit of a plague that only affects the kind of companies that are in this room. The bottom feeders don't have this problem as much. But we get on this hamster wheel. Like, we're very focused on growing and selling and growing and selling. We can never take our eye off that ball. Even when sales are gangbusters, you're still looking to next month, next year, next decade. Where are the trends? Where are we going? What can I do to grow? How do I make sure I sustain this kind of growth? We're always focused on selling. And likewise, we're always focused on the delivery of our promises, the fulfillment of our promises, giving what we said to the customers. So we get in this like self-deliver loop because you are never, ever, ever, I know this from best in class and better in class companies, you are never going to accept mediocre when it comes to your ability to, to meet your promises to your customers. So we're selling, we're delivering, we're selling, we're delivering, we're selling, we're delivering, we're selling, we're delivering, and we get on this hamster wheel. And the thing that gets the least focus and attention is pricing. And it's costing you margin. It's costing you whatever your number is, whether you make 2% net or 50% net, giving more time and attention to pricing will change your financial performance. With no product changes, with no marketing changes, with no website overhead, no incremental inventory, Focusing on. If you're going to be on a hamster wheel, I think you ought to at least be a well-paid hamster. Like, you're never getting off hamster wheel. It's the nature of being a business owner. You're never going to not be thinking all the time as you drive your job or dancing cycle about how you're going to, I mean, that's just who we are. But I want you to be paid well for. All right, guys, I'm wrapping this one up right here. There was about another 20 to 25 minutes in the presentation, but there really wasn't anything new. It was just different examples. And so I wanted to wrap it up here. I wanted to leave you with two thoughts. Thought number one is that because this is the busy season, this is your selling season, this is the best time for you to experiment with pricing. See what happens if you were to add, and I would say start a little bit higher and see what happens. Start with 10% price increase on your next proposal if you're a contractor. I don't know if, I'm, if, if, if you're a distributor selling parts. I wouldn't start with 10% right away necessarily, but pick a number that, that you want to experiment with and see what happens when you present to your client. I think it's a good thing to have a little bit of pushback. If nobody ever asks about pricing or, or has any pushback, then you need to raise your price immediately until you find that sweet spot where there's a conversation. You can justify your value again, remind them of who you are and what you do and why they should choose you. 
But because this is the busy season and the selling season, this is the perfect time to run pricing experiments. And then I want to put a, a, a thought out here to all of those distributor account managers because it's easy to forget about the bottom line. And I recently ran my own experiments at Sprinkler Supply Store to see what the results would be by lowering the price. And what we found is that by lowering the price, we didn't get enough volume increase to make their to make more profit dollars at the end of the day. So here's what I want to leave you with. If distributors are selling on, let's say the average of 35% margin, okay? We all know that sometimes projects require less, sometimes items require more, but if you just pick a round number of 35% gross margin, if you if you give your customer a 10% discount, you need to increase your volume by 40% to make it back a 10% drop in price requires a 40% lift in volume. Okay, so you may have heard, or you, I hope, hopefully you heard Casey talking about the supply and demand curve, and it makes sense in theory, but it's important for you to know your own numbers and have honest conversations with your clients, because if your client could increase their purchase volume with you by 40%, maybe it would make sense to give them a 10% discount and then everybody wins. Well, it stays the same. Your customer wins because they got a discount, but you made the same amount of profit. So just consider that, okay? Because we operate in a wholesale, as a supplier, uh, in the wholesale industry, a lower gross margin requires a much larger lift in volume to make the same amount of gross margin dollars at the end of the day. So just want to leave that with you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope the audio quality didn't drive you too nuts here today. And maybe one day I can actually have a conversation with Casey Brown, bring her on the show and ask her pricing questions. But go out there, experiment with your own pricing, have the confidence to back up what you sell. And if you don't have the confidence, figure out how you can add value to increase your price because if somebody brought if somebody buys on price they don't understand the value and it's your job to present the value have a great weekend appreciate everyone and we'll catch you on the next episode